Welcome to episode 28 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week, we're doing a character analysis of my favorite character, Logan Huntsberger, who is played by Matt Zucri. And yes, all of you non-Logan fans, you get to listen to me rant and rave about him for the whole episode. I know you've been waiting to do this episode for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. And You and look really thrilled, David, by the way. Yes, the... Uh, <laughs> He's rolling his eyes over here. The, the fact that this is radio will help, you know, a lot. So people won't be able to see my expressions. But I will, I will, I will do my best to to keep up with you on the uh, the analysis of Logan, played by Matt Zucri. Don't you think he's dreamy, David? I I did not think he's dreamy. <laughs> no, I think he needs to get a haircut. Well, yeah, and the new CW promotions. If you guys have seen those, his hair is pretty long in those. Which I don't know when those were filmed, but. They're airing the episode, or they're filming the episodes right now, so hopefully he got his haircut before that. Hmm. I, I really don't care. I'm just trying to give him a hard time. I'm just trying to bust his balls, give That's, him a hard time. So the only thing you have to, criti- to, to criticize him about is his long ha- hair. That's says a lot about how hey, great I'm just he is. Hey, war- so. I'm, warm- I'm warming up here, all right? <laughs> let's, let's, let's do the podcast. Let's see what, what else I can come up with. Right. So first we're going to talk about Matt Zugri and his bio. For all those interested, um, he was born May 20th, 1977. So I think we posted his birthday on our website back in May. And he was born in Manchester, New Hampshire. But his dad is a professor at ETSU, which is East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, Tennessee. And I think he lived there for a while. So, hmm. so I grew up in Tennessee, and unbeknownst to me, Matt Zucri was living just a couple of hours away all that time. Who'd have known? <sighs> so he went to the College of Charleston in South Carolina and he graduated with top honors in 1999. So he's a smart one. He was a history slash poli sci major and he was also captain of the tennis team and an NCAA tennis player in college. So, hmm, so he's athletic too, huh? Oh yeah, can't you tell? Well, you know, just <laughs> just because some people like have a good physique, you know, they they could just work out and not, might not actually be into sports. So that's good. Sounds very well rounded. Yeah, that's a it's a good bio. Um, if you guys are interested in checking out any of the movies that he's been in, here's a few: um, Swimming Upstream, which we tried to watch on Netflix, but there's another movie with that name. Yeah. So watch out because they sent us the wrong one. So we didn't get to watch that. Yeah, they sent us the other Swimming, swimming Upstream. upstream. Right, so. What are you going to do? Um, slap Her, She's French. I think he had a, I don't, I think that was like a, either it was an ABC Family movie that aired it on there before. I remember seeing it on there. <laughs> Eight-Legged Freaks. Just finished watching that one. <laughs> Yes, yes, I can attest to the fact that Matt Zagree is in it, but that's about it. I mean, <laughs> it, it wasn't get, a great movie. No, that movie sucked. Come on. Unless you're a big sci-fi fan. No. It, yeah, it's really fake. Sorry, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, the only reason that anybody would watch this, in my opinion, is if you're a big Matt Zucri fan, or like you're a Matt Zucri obsessed. Or Scarlett Johansson. Or, oh, yeah, she's in it. She's cute. And you just have to see like every single role they've ever been in just so that you can say you have. Which is why we watched it. Yeah, so, rent, um, rent eight-legged freaks. Go ahead. Well, you get to watch him ride a motorcycle. Like a, it's a dirt bike. Dirt yeah. bike motorcycle. Yeah. It looks pretty hot on there, and he's like heroic in the movie, so uh-huh. that's kind of cool. Um, and then he was also in Midsummer Night's Rave, 
That was actually pretty good. Which is one of those modern versions of the Shakespeare plays which they're doing with all the plays, you know. Yeah, it's rehashing old mm-hmm. material. So it was Midsummer Night's Dream and they right. made it a rave because it was actually at a rave. It's kind of a, I don't know. It's he didn't weird, have a very big role in has, that movie. He, has, he had a smaller <clears> role in that movie. But if, if you're into the rave scene, it's definitely <laughs> worth watching. They cover a couple of stereotypes in the movie. He was also in M and Me, which I did not see. And Advantage Heart, which is a short film, which I did not see. But another short film he was in that we got, yeah, actually bought it, is Hooked, the movie. Yeah, and that one I liked a lot, actually. It was only 20 minutes long, which for me wasn't long enough. But he was in just about every scene, so that was cool. I remember when it ended, you were like, <laughs> you were like I wonder what's going to happen next. I was like, next? Nothing. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> and you, like, I was like, oh, nuts. He said, that can't be the end of the movie. I said, no, that's it. Resolution, done. If you guys are interested in buying that movie, you can't buy it in the stores or anything. But if you go to hookedthemovie.com, you can mail them a check for $10 as well as a self-addressed return envelope envelope that's stamped and will fit a DVD, like a regular DVD box. Um, They'll mail you a copy of it. Except for big fans. There's a lot of famous people cameos in there. Zach Braff from Scrubs. Um, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years, um, Rebecca Romaine, we were in it, David Allen Greer. Yeah, yeah, David Allen Greer. He's funny. I don't know why I thought he was the guy from Reading Rainbow. Me either, David. Yeah, I don't know. I get them mixed up. I'm not good with names, but Fred Savage was, was had a little funny cameo in there. That's kind of funny. And I didn't even know who... Uh, what was, what was the hot chick that was in there? That was Rebecca to, Romaine. Or Rebecca Romaine Stamos or whatever. She's not Rebecca Romaine Stamos anymore. They got oh. divorced. I don't She used care. to be married to Uncle Jesse. Oh, from John Full's Stam- House? Full's House. Full, a Full House? Full House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Stamos. That's cool. Where the Stamos and her name came from. Yeah. Well, anyways, what I was going to say was I didn't even know who she was. That's how out of it I am. Well, now you do. Great. Okay, so he's also um, made some guest appearances on some TV shows. Uh, Seventh Heaven, I actually saw him on that. He played a suicidal college guy whose girlfriend broke up with him. So he played a pretty good role in there. Just one episode. He was also on Jake 2.0, The Practice, Freaks and Geeks. And he was um, one of the voices on Justice League for an episode. And recurring TV roles that he's had were um, Young Americans. He did a pretty good job on that. I don't know if you guys remember that. It came on in the WB, I think, in like 98, 99. Mm-hmm. It was only on for a summer. It only had like seven episodes. Yeah. But Kate Bosworth starred in it. You know, the Superman, lo- the new Lois Lane for Superman movie. Um, and st- starting like the second or third episode, Matt was in it. He played Sean, her boyfriend. Boyfriend and also best friend to one of the other main Will, the, Will, the mm-hmm. one of the main characters. Yeah, I really liked the show and it's pretty good. And it was sponsored by Coca Cola. Yeah, it was like the WB and Coca Cola presents Young Americans, <laughs> and that they're will, always drinking a Coke in every episode. So, so that that reminds me, we talked about uh, product placement with Sandy over at the uh, Neptune Pirate Radio. Right, and that that's a good that's a good example right there like every time they go into the uh the local soda shop or like you know like the hot dog stand or whatever it was whenever they would order a coke they'd hold it out and it was like in plain sight and everybody drank coke there was nothing else no no water no tea no mountain dews and you could just see his shirt off in that show girls 
So if you're interested. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where all those little uh, clips online came from with Matt Zuckerman's shirt off. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know where you'd, da- where you'd get that. You'd have to either download it or hopefully you know some somebody that had a TiVo back then. I don't know. Right. It's gone. It's over. And just by the way, he also dated Kate Bosworth for a couple of years. So that's pretty cool that yeah. he dated a really hot, famous chick. So That's a tough life. I know. <laughs> he also had a recurring role on Hack, which I've never seen that show. And then, of course, Gilmore Girls. He started on that in the fall of 2004 in season five. Yeah, Gilmore Girls. So, speaking of which, um, now we're going to get to the fan favorite Logan moments. And there were so many, which I think speaks volumes about his popularity and justifies all of my reasons for liking Logan. Um, thank you guys so much for your responses. I could not fit everybody's, but a lot of you guys had the same favorite moments, so that was good that, you know, a lot of yours were included. So um, first I want to read a couple of emails that weren't about necessarily favorite moments, but just about Logan's character in general and reasons why they like them. So, um, David, do you want to read Jesse's email? Sure. Jesse writes in to say, Last night I was watching season five and noticed something pretty interesting. In the episode, We Got Us a Pippy Virgin, Luke said to Lorelai that Rory deserves someone like a prince who wouldn't hold her back on doing the things that she wanted to do. Then soon after, Logan comes into Rory's life and surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, fits Luke's description of the perfect guy for Rory. Just thought you'd find this interesting. Maybe Luke's comment was a hint to the audience. Well, maybe, Jesse. I think that it was because Luke never felt that Dean or Jess was ever good enough for Rory. And everything that he's saying that Rory should have in a guy, Logan has. He's a prince. He swept off her feet. He takes her on adventures. You know, just lets her experience lots of things. Always encourages her to have her own career and Mm -hmm. never do what he wants her to do. Just always do what she wants to do. Even when she wasn't in Yale, he was like, oh, well, you'll be back in a month. But he wasn't like Lorelai were saying, no, you you cannot drop out of school. Yeah, he sort of just played the devil's advocate on that. He didn't, like, force her to come back or push her into it. But he, he did not. He was not the one that encouraged her to drop out, which people give Logan a lot of flack for being the cause that she dropped out of Yale. No, no that, that wasn't, wasn't it. it. It was his it was, dad. It was his dad, and which... You know, he doesn't like his dad, and he hates, I mean, everything that his dad says, he disagrees with pretty much. So you can't say that it was his fault. Yeah, that'll, people that'll... Are like People are like, oh, well, Logan changed Rory, and she got into trouble and went on, stole the boat with because of him. Well, he's not the one that made her. It was her idea. He told her, you're going to be back at school in a while. And then now she's back on track, and she's with Logan, so it's not like he's making her be a bad person. Yeah, that was all Mitchum's fault. <laughs> and Rory just got really discouraged and doubted herself and she never been rebellious before and never you know gotten off track and so if she's just getting off track at the age of 20 for the first time in her life ever how many of you guys got off track at 15 16 you know and picked right. back up later so she was just a little late in her rebellious stage but and she really didn't lose that much time you know what I mean uh, just pretty much a semester was right. all. And now she's editor of the newspaper and being a great student again and very successful. So All, all is not lost. 
I have one more email I wanted to read right now, and then we'll get into the fan favorite moments. Um, this is from Elspeth. She said, first off, I would just like to say that I love Logan, and I don't believe you have an unhealthy obsession with him. Thank you very much. I think that it is perfectly normal and perfectly valid. I believe that Logan is the best boyfriend Rory has ever had for a few reasons. He treats her well and cares about her feelings and becomes upset when she is upset. He can keep up with her in her rants and her pop culture references and embraces her quirks. He can compete with her in her debates and won't just give up. He brings out the wild side of her that doesn't usually see daylight and makes sure that she stays true to herself but also lives in the moment so life just doesn't pass her by. And he's gorgeous. She said, I'm sure I could go on for a while explaining what the pros about Logan are, but I don't want to bore you with my possible crackpot theories. If you factor in her other boyfriends, there is no competition for Logan. Dean couldn't hold his own in a debate because he never seemed to be her intellectual equal, and he is a cheating machine. Yes, he is. Dean Dean the cheating machine. <laughs> he never seemed to respect her feelings, i.e., in the party's over when he broke up with her in front of a bunch of her friend-type people. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad they broke up, but it could have been done in private. As for Jess, he never really considered Rory when he did things. He was very self-absorbed when they were together and didn't really give her a second thought. For example, when he ran away to California to see his dad without even telling Rory, or when he told her he loved her and then ran without even giving her a chance to process the information and respond. All in all, Logan is much better, and I don't see why Rory would need something different. I think that's a very good... Mm -hmm. Analysis And very well written. Yes. Thank you for that. Okay, I'm going to try to talk about these fan favorite moments in order of appearance on the shows. Oh, good luck. Because we're going to, you know, talk about Logan's character, and I think this it'll be easier if we talk about the development with him and Rory. So, um, the first favorite moment that I have is in the episode, Norman Mailer, I'm Pregnant, when Rory confronts him about the life and death brigade. And he gives her a hard time. And he's like, oh, are you going to be tracking me and following my every move? And she's like, well, yeah. And he said, oh, well, let's go that route. I can't wait. So I think that was a really cute moment. And he liked the idea of her following him around. And that's the, the, the first time you get the inclination that he might have a crush on her, too. Or, yeah, or just an interest at all. Right. Yeah. And then almost every single person said this moment, which is a pretty awesome moment. And it, the whole thing was just, I guess, for lack of a better word, and excuse, forgive me if I sound cheesy, but just magical. Because, and you jump, I jump, Jack. They're in the dress clothes, you know, the gorgeous gown that she's in. He's in the tux. And huh. it's just the atmosphere is awesome. And when he's trying to get Rory to jump off the tower with him in the big stunt, he says, people can live a hundred years without really living for a minute. You can climb up here with me, and it's one less moment you haven't lived. And, like, he whispers it in her ear, and it's just, I think that's when I fell for Logan. Oh, really? <laughs> Did your little heart melt? Yeah. Oh, look at you. That's when I was like, oh, he's, you know, totally for her. So, And I think that that's kind of when Rory realized it for sure, too. So, And then they jumped off together, and somebody took pictures for him. And I just think that was awesome. And she was like, he just totally convinced her to do something different for a change, which is very un-Rory-like at all. But it wasn't a bad thing. You know, it was just something exciting and stupid but fun at the same time in a moment she'll never forget. So, um, And I think this is one of my favorite moments as well. Um, and, but not as cute as Pushkin, when Logan, Colin, and Finn interrupt Rory's class and embarrass her by fighting over her and being like, no, I'm in love with her. No, I love her. And then, you know, the 
but the policeman comes in and breaks him up. And yeah, not not just the policeman, but, but like the Bobby, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, <laughs> it's Finn. Yeah, the British, you know, beat cop. So yeah, that's that's fun. pretty hilarious. And then later on in that same episode is when Rory calls Logan jerk, ass, arrogant, inconsiderate, mindless frat boy, low life, butt face miscreant. And the only thing that he's concerned about is that she said butt face miscreant. <laughs> and that just that was hilarious. That was really well done. And like that's like you got to see Logan keep up with like the Gilmore Gab as it is like the fast paced talking and things like mm-hmm. that. And that was really good. I think that the stunt that he pulled in that classroom was like way better than a traditional like dozen roses or a, I love I like you do you like me you know card along with it you know that's the kind of stuff that after you see it you think you think to yourself I wish I had thought of that you know like when I was in school and I could have wooed a girl with crazy antics like that and then later on, Rory and Richard play the joke back on him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about and that. <laughs> Richard goes to Ellen and is like implying that they're, you know. That they're not given, betrothed. And he's giving her, him permission to marry Rory. And <laughs> like she does a little finger on the nose to Richard when it's all done. And I think that's really cute. Totally. And the, like the expression on Logan's face, Mads agreed did a really good job there because he was totally freaked out, you know. And then in Wedding Bell Blues at Emily and Richard's wedding where they're dancing and she's like, why don't you ask me out? And he's like, Rory, you're special. And she's like, oh, you mean like eating the glue special? And then they finally, they kiss for the first time. (laughs) Not just kiss, but like, I think he never realized what he was missing until he kissed her. And then like once he kissed her, he didn't want to stop kissing her. You know, like he realized then for sure that he really liked her too. I see. And then they got busted (laughs) by (laughs) Lorelai, Luke, and Chris. Yeah. So that was pretty embarrassing. But And then do you remember um, in Pulp Friction where they're at the party? Yeah, but she brings a different date. Because they agreed to just casually date right so cash is very cash <laughs> as she says she tells Lorelai it's cash it's cool um yeah th- that was a, that was a good scene uh because she you could tell that like he genuinely was interested in her because of how jealous he got and it not that they show that but you get the idea that he wouldn't have gotten that jealous with any other hussy that he's been dating right and but I was pretty impressed with her because he tried to get her to leave with him and she's like no I'm with Robert, or I think that's what his name was. So. Right. It didn't really matter who she was with. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, that showed a lot of, uh, you know, her character that, or her, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Values. Moral. Yeah, her value system and her, her, her morals, because she could have just been like, oh, great, my, my uh, getting you jealousy thing worked, let's leave. You know what I mean? But she didn't. She said, no, she's going to let, you know, like he made his bed, he's got to sleep in it. <laughs> And he was just wearing that robe, and so you got to see his chest there a little bit, too. Oh, we're so. back to the chest thing, huh? Well, you know, it's just, they got to have some eye candy, Dave. Uh-huh. You're waiting for, like, a Patrick Swayze moment with Matt Zucri, aren't you? That's not going to happen on Gilmore Girls, but... <laughs> oh, no? They could, they could, like, show it late at night and make it a, a mature rating. They're for not whatnot. going to, anyways. Um, And then the big, big, big scene for Rory and Logan was in But I'm a Gilmore, when Rory goes to him and says that... She's a girlfriend girl, and she doesn't want to be one of the many. She doesn't have escorts. She has boyfriends, and she's tired of doing this cash dating thing that they're doing. Right. And she's just thinking it's going to end there, and they're just going to be friends. And he was like, well, I can be your boyfriend. I can give it a try, you know. And then you realize how much he cares for her there. And then they're officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So 
And then his sister shows up, and then they have to go to the Huntsberger house for and dinner. Do you remember how shocked his sister was that they were actually because she he, uh, Logan introduced Rory as his girlfriend, and what's her name, Summer or Honor? Honor, yeah, she had some hippie name, but she was all like <laughs> girlfriend, as in real life girlfriend. So well, the was, whole family was all bent out of shape about it too. Yeah, the big dinner. Like they, they didn't had. have any problem with him dating all kinds of chicks and stuff. But the moment he got a girlfriend, like a steady girlfriend, well, that's they had because he problems. never had one before. I'm just and saying they had to have the family fortune to consider. To right, it. And she's just a Gilmore, and she's a gold digger. You know, that's <laughs> out for his money apparently. So, so that's pretty much like the favorite season five moments that we've come across. Oh, just season five. So far, okay. That's season five, and then season six. Uh, the famous moment where he gives her the Birkin bag and welcome to the dollhouse, you know, the bag that the lowest, the least expensive one costs like 10 grand mm-hmm. and the most expensive one's like 40 or 50 at least. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not hip to this oh. stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Emily was jealous of the bag. She like totally understood She's what like, it was. She's like, Richard, this is the one that I've been trying to get you to buy me. <laughs> and Rory gets it. She's 21. She's all jealous. <laughs> Um, but then this is when Rory tells him that she loves him, even though he hasn't told her yet. And yeah. he's, and he's like, Oh, the lady at the store said that would happen. Oh no. <laughs> so like if you give a girl Birkin bag guys that she's pretty much going to say the L word, it's a given. So although most guys can't afford those, yeah, I'll I, never own a Birkin bag. I'd just as soon buy you a car. How about that? About the same price. Mm-hmm. Now I know this is one of your favorite parts, David, and just like Gwen and Gavin when he's trying to win her back, all the stunts that he pulls, the coffee cart guy, and yeah, the, you, I, I, I don't want to rehash over my uh, my analysis of those or like my opinion of those because that was, was a, one of our first episodes that we did was on that. Yeah, they were. That's in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Somebody can they'll find that somewhere. But that was a <clears throat> yeah. I really like those. I mean, the it, it showed like that. Yeah, you that. Some of that stuff that he had done could have only been done because of the uh, Huntsberger money that he has access to. But it's one of those fun things that you could do with money, and I really enjoyed watching it happen. It was cute. and Well, and again, it's like what you said with what he did with Colin and Finn interrupting her classroom. It was something out of the ordinary right. to woo her. Yeah, how easy it would have been to, to like fill her room with you know roses and like ha- or have a delivery. Oh, yeah. He had a bunch of flowers Dang delivered. it, he did that. How about like uh, – what's another corny thing that guys always do? Um, flowers thing's really like a t- stereotypical thing. He kept sending chocolates too and books and just, yeah, but he he was really persistent with it and like yeah. you know practically stalkerish. But on, he's right on the edge there with this the stalker. But hey, if Logan Hunsberger wanted to stalk me, I wouldn't complain. You know, like some people wouldn't but, want to be stalked by, but him. But the the coffee cart was definitely a tailored to Rory kind of a gift. Right, and then he went and saw Lorelai, which is the biggest thing and, like, the bravest thing for him to do because he's not good at stuff like that. So I think that was pretty important. And then (laughs) I don't really like this scene because I think it ends up being really, really cheesy, even though I love Logan. Oh, no. (laughs) You're talking about the the Yale Daily News? Yeah, it's when he comes to her rescue with the Daily News. And, you know, they get the paper out. They just make the deadline. And he's like, that's how we do it at the Daily News. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. That was just a little over the top for me. And it was a little little bit out of character for Logan. Yeah, he doesn't get excited like that. Yeah, and I, I I would describe that as giddy. I mean, like, 
It was and like I remember watching it and like my head just snapped to the left and I looked at Alicia and she looked over at me and we we're like, that was corny. Yeah. <laughs> so that was someone's favorite moment. Is that what you're trying to tell mm-hmm. me? Okay. Just because he was there for oh the whole scene oh you mean the yeah, whole scene where but I didn't where like she, the scene because of this. Oh, but you're I saying the whole scene where he helped out and like. And that was around. cool because then he helped her out because that was supposed to be their get together date they were supposed to go on, but she had to not stand him up, but she couldn't go out because. They ha- she had to get the paper out, so yeah. instead of getting mad or whatever, he was understandable and helped her out. So that shows a lot about his character, I think. Yeah, it's the only thing that's a shame is that whole that scene got criticized because Logan used the weight of his dad's name to get it done, and that only adds validity to some people saying that he's a you know this like primpy rep you know rich boy and stuff like that. Which I hate him being labeled as that, but when they do things like have him call and only because he's Mitchum Huntsberger's son does anybody actually give a hoot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm but all for. But wouldn't you do the same thing in that situation? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm all for nepotism. Don't get me wrong. And I'd, I'd, I'd use all of the resources I have, you know, at my disposal. And if that includes the fact that my dad's notable for being in the newspaper business, I'd use it. But, you know, that's. I don't know. I, I'd like to think that, that maybe that the writers could have come up with something more creative for him to get it accomplished without using his dad's name. Well, it's I. It's like an easy out. That's all I'm saying. But I think the criticism is skewed because people criticize him a lot for being a spoiled rich boy. But that's not the reason that Rory is in love with him. Right. But I wouldn't even call him spoiled. Right. You know what I mean? But, I mean, a lot of people like he's had had everything handed to him and blah, 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 blah. And that's the only reason that Rory's with him. No, she's not. She was never with him because of who he is. In fact, she kind of hated him at first because of that. Mm -hmm. She hates his father. Right. You know. I mean, it's not about the money with her. She grew up poor. Mm-hmm. The money's not an issue with her. And even though he has all the money in the world, he falls for this poor girl. Well, yeah. I know she's a Gilmore, but... How about, I was going to say smart girl. Smart, poor... <laughs> I mean, but so it's like money is not a factor in their relationship, like a lot mm-hmm. of people say that it is. And he... A lot of the things that he was missing in life, Rory brought to him. And things that she was missing, he brought to her. And they really complement each other really well. And I think a really good example of that is in a vineyard Valentine when they're at the vineyard mm-hmm. and they're like playing house and you see how compatible they are just living together. Oh yeah. Like when they're sitting down at that breakfast for breakfast and like they were, you know, the little inside jokes and he was reading the newspaper and they got a little routine down. Yeah. And, like, they, she, they had already planned on going to the gym and then, you know, going for a walk. They're cooking together uh-huh. and like he kills the lobsters without her seeing it. Cause she doesn't like it. You know, just very domestic Mm -hmm. and it really shows that that can work because Rory's never had that before I think that one time Amy Sherman Palladino actually said this is the first man that Rory's ever dated oh oh, really Mm -hmm. which speaks volumes I would totally agree with that because Dean was such a boy you know what I mean Jess was a little boy yeah Yeah, I mean he just was so immature that's good I like I like that Um, Beth has another email I wanted to read she said let me start off by saying that Logan is by far my favorite Gilmore guy not only is he witty and intelligent enough to keep up with Rory in conversation, but he is capable of openly loving Rory as he proved when doing whatever it took to get Rory to take him back after the first separation. My favorite thing about Logan as a whole is the fact that while he's not per- at all perfect, he has greatly grown as a character, probably more than any other character on Gilmore Girls has ever managed to do. 
I do have a soft spot for characters who learn and grow rather than sticking themselves in never-ending cycles of self-destruction. Most of Logan's changes are due in part to the fact that he would do anything to be with Rory, and thus she has contributed to his growth. On the other hand, Logan challenges Rory to do more than she had ever expected she could, and she too has really begun to grow as a character. Gilmore Girls, as a coming-of-age story, portrays this couple as growing and maturing together as it is the point in their lives when it's really time for some conditioning before entering the real world. It's so hard for me to choose a favorite Logan moment because there are just so many credible moments. Really, I could say any moment that Matt is gracing my television screen, <laughs> I am quite the happy camper. I agree. The current scene with Logan that stands out a lot for me is in the most re recent episode, Partings. I absolutely love when... Logan says that Rory can't come with him to the airport because then he wouldn't be able to get on the plane. I was sobbing at his sincerity, and you can really see how Logan has grown from his Yale Playboy characterization to a sweet guy who is truly in love, Beth. That's a really great per perception yeah. and insight onto his character. I agree. And and not only has he grown the most, like Beth said, but also in the shortest amount of time, because he's been on the show the, the least amount of time, you know. Right, compared to some other characters. Sure. So in two seasons, you've seen him grow immensely and grow up, basically. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really important. And then season seven, and we're just going to get to see him as he enters the real world and how he deals with all the responsibility, balancing a long-distance relationship. So I think we're really going to see him grow even more. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, great email, Beth. Thank you. And now we have a voicemail from Rachel that we wanted to play. Yeah, Rachel called into the studio line at 260-918-0459. And a lot of other people have too, but this is uh, one, of the, one of the cuter emails that we've had, or voicemails for that matter. So I'm going to go ahead and play that now. Hello, this is Rachel Hannon. I'm calling from Brentwood, Tennessee. And I would just like to say something about the thing on Logan Huntsberger that's going to be on going to be on sometime soon, I think. Well, I like him better than Jeff also because he's just, I think he's better for Rory because he actually has a good background. See, Jess, it was like nothing. He was just like, he was too caught up in himself and stuff trying to be alone. And like, he was smart, but he never did anything about it. See, Logan, he's different because Logan actually cares about Rory more than Jess probably did because he's obviously a little bit more mature than Jess was. And I'd just like to say that. Bye. Well, thanks, Rachel. We really appreciate the, uh, the voicemail. And just an FYI, Rachel, I actually used to work in Brentwood, Tennessee, so I know exactly where that is. For a couple of years, that was... I like that part of town. It was really nice. Yeah, it was really nice. And we also have an audio we wanted to play real quick for you guys. Yeah, if you guys also... If you want to send an audio, if you don't have access to a phone or you can't call uh, long distance, you can just go to our website, GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, you see a little like black and pink little icon that says, Send Me an Audio. And you click on that, and you can leave us a voicemail just like this person did. Hey, I just wanted to say that this is my favorite podcast, and just to keep up the good work, thanks for bringing it for us every week. Great. Thank you very much. Just wanted to mention that our sources for this episode were imdb.com as well as tv.com. Next episode is going to be an episode analysis of Season 5, Episode 7, 
which you've already mentioned in this episode. It's You Jump, I Jump, Jack. Oh, that's one of your favorites. Yeah, a lot of people's favorites. So I, I'm going to enjoy going back and rewatching that one because some of the stuff that they do with the uh, Life and Death Brigade, like, I don't know, I just get a kick out of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Makes me want to be in a secret society. Like the Skulls or Life yeah. and Death oh, Brigade? Oh, the Skulls. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I should see if they have one in our school. <laughs> um, we just want to mention that we won't be having an episode next week because I'm going to be out of town. So we will have one the next week, though, and that's when we'll discuss this. And that's going to be the weekend of August 19th, somewhere around in there. We'll have it. So just this summer, we've got a lot of stuff going on and gives us time to take care of some other stuff before Gilmore Girls starts back up. Yeah, because when, when the show starts airing again, we're going to be full force episode a week. So <laughs> we need a little bit of a break during the summer. And also wanted to mention, I think you discussed it earlier, but we had a segment on Neptune Pirate Radio. They brought us on as guests, and we discussed um, comparisons between Gilmore Girls and Veronica Mars. And since they're both going to be airing on the same night, same channel this year, the CW, what that's going to be like. So if you guys want to check that out, go to NeptunePirateRadio.com, or you can get that episode in iTunes just like you can ours. Sure. So. I'll, I'll put a link up on the uh, the post for this particular podcast if you guys want to go to GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com since you know what that is. I'll put a link on there. You can just go forward over to theirs. They, they do a great job, and they, they've got some connections that we are very uh, envious of, like as far as the relationship that they have with the show mm-hmm. um, is, is great. And they've got you know interviews with characters and uh, – you know, actors that do those and writers of the show, and they're all very involved in it. So I'm very impressed with the uh, the operation over there. So if you're a Veronica Mars fan or if you want to learn more about Veronica Mars, you should definitely check it out. Um, since they are going to be airing on the same night, you'll probably catch it anyway. I think a lot of you guys will really like it. It's on that same level as Gilmore Girls as far as, you know, the writing is really intelligent and funny and quick-witted. So... Check that out. And we wanted to thank Sandy for having us on their show. And I also wanted to just say hi to all the Sophies out there. So until next episode, guys, thanks for listening.